You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Ironman. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Come and check out the site. We're in a holding pattern here until training camp starts here for all the teams at the end of this month. So looking forward to that. It's going to be here very quickly in the next two weeks with everyone reporting and teams starting to take shape in reality and fantasy football-wise here for 2022. So we're going to continue our series looking at all 32 teams, the three biggest fantasy football questions surrounding them. We've done the entire NFC, so we've got 16 teams down, 16 more to go, and we're going to go east to west again in alphabetical order. So that means uh, the spotlight for most of this week will be on the AFC East team. So we'll go to Buffalo first today, and then we'll take a look at what's going on with the Miami Dolphins, their revamp, New England, second year of Mac Jones, and then we'll go to the second year of Zach Wilson and the New York Jets. So a lot of things going on here with those teams, and we'll break those down for you here in our next four teams for you as we explore the key questions in fantasy football ahead of training camp. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet online, it's where the game starts. All right, let us uh, dive right into the Buffalo Bills. And uh, there's not a lot of question marks in terms of how good this offense is. There's a little bit with the transition from Brian Dable to Ken Dorsey. Dable taking over the Giants starting coaching job there instead of the offense coordinator. So he's moved on. But Dorsey is going to keep a lot of the same concepts they had here with Josh Allen. That means aggressively throwing the ball downfield. So... We usually start a quarterback with our key question in our first segment, and we'll do that again with the Bills. And the the number one question, is Josh Allen worthy of the top QB1 pick in fantasy football? Now, this guy has been a machine the past two years. He's settled into this offense. A little bit of transition now without Dable. A few different personnel pieces in there for Josh Allen from what he's had the first two years. But we know what kind of player Josh Allen is. He's an MVP candidate. He's a big-time thrower. He's going to run a lot. They're going to be pass-happy. That's what they want to do in Buffalo. That's not going to change with Dorsey taking over for Dable. They want to throw the ball downfield aggressively and let their defense tee off once they have a lead here. So the Bills are well-structured offensively. They're a Super Bowl contender. This is a machine that's humming along. So good time for Dable to leave it in good hands with Allen as he's made the transition from young gun that is a develop into a star, into absolute leader here. So he's in complete control of this offense. He's going to have more autonomy here. They trust him totally to lead everything here. And he, he has delivered. I mean, just the development of this guy has been incredible. He's turned that cannon of an arm into incredible accuracy. He runs like a freight train. He's kind of what Cam Newton used to be but a lot better because he can throw the ball downfield, rack up numbers that way, can take off running and get into the end zone that way. So this guy is a complete fantasy football package. That's what we're looking for. We know the running is a cheat code, and Josh Allen has that and a lot more. So 
To answer the question, is he the first quarterback off the board here as a QB1? I think absolutely yes. There's a good case for Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert, and they could easily have more TD passes overall than Allen, but they're not just straight-up rushers. Mahomes can use his legs to make plays. Herbert is very athletic as well. We know that. But they're more likely to stay in the pocket, throw the ball downfield, while Allen will scramble and get those key yards when needed and Part of it is that he's extremely durable. He's a big, strong kind of dude where he's not going to be brought down or take hits that are going to add up later in the season. He's going to be able to absorb them. He's been very durable since being named the starter with the Bills as a first-round pick. So he's humming along here. We look at uh, Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold from that class. They are battling for a job in Carolina. Josh Rosen has bounced around. Lamar Jackson has done pretty well for himself there. But interesting QB class where Mayfield, Darnold, and Rosen have kind of uh, fallen apart. But Allen and Jackson, the two wild cards here because of putting it all together with their athleticism and their other attributes has been difficult. But you look at Lamar Jackson, he's not far from uh, Josh Allen. He's right there in the top four. Mahomes, Herbert, right there. I think you could go either way with those guys after Allen. Uh, there's a case to be made that either one can score above the other, but I don't think there's a case that Josh Allen fades there. And again, the running adds up quite a bit for Josh Allen. I love what he's doing here. He's a superstar. And really what's missing is that playoff success to the highest level. I mean, he's taken them right up to the brink with Mahomes and the Chiefs. But if he can win a Super Bowl, Josh Allen uh, enters a different territory. I think he's already, in terms of what the league is looking for, the position in the next generation where you're not looking at Tom Brady or Rodgers, he's right up there with Mahomes and Herbert leading the way. And Joe Burrow, you can throw into that mix as well. Lamar Jackson, a lot of uh, players that are vying for that. But Josh Allen can really cement himself if he can carry the Bills to Super Bowl victory. Not a bad first game either. It's going to be a little bit tough for fantasy, but Jalen Ramsey out there, but Josh Allen, you look at him, he's going to cut through a lot of matchups. He just produces. He finds a way to get it done with his arm and his legs in fantasy. And I think he can have a big, big year. And part of it is that his supporting cast, I think, is better overall, where there's more options to help pad his stats in the passing game. That's always a big help for any quarterback here in fantasy football. So answering question number one, our first key question for the Bills, Josh Allen worthy of the QB1 overall pick? Absolutely he is. And uh, there's a very good case for it in the transition away from Dable. And we'll get into why a little bit more with the running back and wide receiver discussions. We'll ask those key questions with those positions in our next two segments. Before we do that, I told you at the top this episode of Lockdown Fantasy Football is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Follow all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including Major League Baseball in full swing right now. There's going to be the All-Star break coming up, but a lot of uh, second half action to come sooner Rather than later, you'll see the NFL return at the preseason action. Right now, you can check out the NFL futures, win totals, all that good stuff. Bet online is your continuous source for our sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And betonline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in all your favorite sports and events. And don't forget, while we're waiting for a football return, there's MMA, boxing, and golf that you can check out. Head to the website today or use a mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. 
All right, it is uh, time to continue the show looking at the key questions surrounding the 2022 Buffalo Bills. We asked a question about Josh Allen for a segment. Now we're going to turn our attention to the backfield. We said this is a pass-happy team with the Bills, but that doesn't mean they can't have good rushing production. For those managers who had Devin Singletary on their roster, they will tell you that. He really came on down the stretch. Well, really was a key part of that. The Bills were playing with a lot of leads. They were playing closer. Singletary could also get the high volume with Zach Moss kind of fading here. So with Zach, Zach Moss fading, I think he was a big disappointment there. I think they thought he could be the lead back overall. The kid from Utah, what do they do in this draft? Uh, we thought they could be targeting a running back at some point to clean up this committee mess between Singletary and Moss. The option was James Cook. Yeah, you know that last name. He is Dalvin Cook's brother. Out of Georgia comes in, so another loaded backfield, Georgia contributes uh, several guys to the NFL. James Cook's calling card was pass catcher. He's very good at doing that. Delvin Cook is also very adept in that capacity if you need him as a receiver. But I think James Cook is a little bit more of a specialist there. And I think he's also a little bit underrated, low volume as a straight-up power running back as well. So James Cook, however, that is a very interesting element. I don't think Singletary... As much as they tried to work him with the passing game, that wasn't his strength. They thought Moss was a little bit better, but he kind of let down with the pass protection and didn't finish a lot of uh, runs as well as they expected and didn't earn himself to be on the field in those passing situations. So they had upgrade. Right now, the depth chart reads Singletary and Cook. So Moss is down to third on the depth chart. They did add Duke Johnson, and I wouldn't worry too much about him. I know his role pretty much wherever he's been, starting with the... Browns has been catching the ball. That's what he's excellent at doing. He's, we've seen that with other teams as well. The Texans, he had a big game randomly with the Dolphins last year, but he's not really a threat. He's just a depth guy at this point. He's listed, again, fourth behind Singletary, Cook, and Moss. So the question here that comes down to this, what will James Cook's role be in this backfield, and how will that affect Devin Singletary's role? Now, Singletary you can feel somewhat confident about with RB2 status, but Cook is just too talented here. And this was a bit of a committee. We thought it could lean a little bit toward Moss and Singletary would fade a little bit. That did not happen. He's actually the one they relied upon most down the stretch. So this backfield is just unpredictable. And what do the Bills like to do most? Going back to what we were talking about, they love to throw the ball. So that means uh, Cook is going to be in those situations a little bit more. Singletary is a good finisher, I think. If you're looking at standard leagues, I think you could cross over in half point PPR where Singletary still has more value. In full point, I think that's where Cook's value is going to be seen. I think he'll catch a lot of passes here. Singletary, again, not as good in that department as a lot of people think he is. So Cook is going to be in there. He's going to be more of a change of pace to Singletary. I'm not sure he, Singletary can hold up. He's had the injury issue, so I don't know if he's a 20 to 25 touch guy here for this team. So that's something to watch as well. So I think Cook is going to have a rather, rather large role here and lather large role where he's going to get soaked up here and get the ball, and he's going to be the squeaky wheel that gets some of the grease here behind Singletary. So that's definitely going to happen. So I wouldn't go all in on Devin Singletary, but if I'm going to go and hedge my bets a little bit with what his role is going to be as an RB2, i got to get James Cook. That's the only guy I want after Singletary in this backfield. I don't want any part of Moss. I'm not going to take a flyer in Duke Johnson. I think Cook is just that talent. I really liked him. I thought he was going to be a sleeper feature back for some team. 
we had uh, Kenneth Walker out of Michigan State. He went early to the Seahawks, so he ends up in a big role there. Brees Hall with the Jets, another rookie. But Cook, I thought, could play at that level and was a bit untapped as a feature back here. So I think Singletary should be a little bit worried. And Cook, I think, is one of those higher-value handcuffs that you can look at this season because he's going to have a role in the passing game as a bit of a floor here, and that can expand big time if they don't really trust Moss with Singletary potentially missing time at some point this season. So a lot of intrigue there with this backfield, but I'm going to watch James Cook carefully in training camp. I think they're going to give every opportunity to impress. He's already, I think, displaced Moss on the depth chart, so watch out here. You get the pedigrees there. He doesn't have a lot of the durability issues that you get with backs because he split time. He's not the workhorse that you get in college. I mean, Walker was a guy that they gave the ball a lot to in Michigan State. Same thing with Brees Hall at Iowa State, where Cook, more of that change of pace back. And that could be his initial role here, but do not be surprised if it expands. And, and he's the preferred handcuff for the Bills, and we'll see how it goes. I think I'd proceed with caution over drafting Devin Singletary. Draft him late RB2 just to consider Cook and what his role could be here with the Bills. So, Looking forward to seeing what we can see in, in Cook's talent base here coming up very shortly. Our final question, key question, our third biggest one with the Bills, focusing on the wide receivers. We'll get to that in our final segment here. This episode is also brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now possible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Wider, often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while... The person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why just spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? You could go and get a Honda Odyssey fuel pump from a chain store for $353, or you would only get that part for $216 from Rock Auto. I've had to find hard things for my car, slightly older Honda Accord. I also have Ford C-Max, a, a car that's hard to find parts for. Rock Auto has been there for me all the time. They'll be there for you because Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for more than 20 years as a family business. They have everything you need in Rock Auto, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto part needs. You will find it. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car truck. Right locked on in there, how did you hear about us box and they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Find them at rockauto.com. All right, it is time to close the show. Our look at the key questions with the Buffalo Bills here for 2022. We asked about Josh Allen. We asked about the backfield. We had some answers and insight there, and we're going to try to shed light on their wide receiver situation. Now, there's one name that you've probably heard about a lot as a sleeper in fantasy football here in 2022. His name is Gabriel Davis. Every industry expert and fan has been excited to see what Gabriel Davis can do and why. Here's a couple reasons. He's the number two clearly behind Stefan Diggs right now. Emmanuel Sanders is gone. Cole Beasley is gone. He's the guy that they trust most to make the big plays on the outside and see regular snaps finally in this offense with Josh Allen. And he had a monster playoff game. He showed his potential as a red zone beast, playing off Diggs, being able to stretch the field, make things happen. And when Diggs gets that double coverage or tight coverage from a shutdown corner, 
Guess who's going to have the favorable coverage on the outside? It's Gabriel Davis. He and Josh Allen have some great chemistry here. So the question is, can Gabriel Davis live up to the hype and finish as high as a wide receiver too? That means top 24 this season? Absolutely he can because you look at some of the other elements that are work here with the Bills offense. They're going to throw the ball downfield. They're aggressive. They like to finish drives throwing the wide receiver. Your new number three is now Jamison Crowder, and he's been a very serviceable slot for multiple teams, including the Commanders and Jets, but he's a little bit older. He's a short area receiver. He's not going to necessarily dominate targets. I think he's just a guy there. I People look at him just picking up where Beasley left off. There could be some of that, but I don't see him being a dominant force out of the slot. He's more of a short area receiver. This is a team that likes to push the ball downfield. Crowder has been in a situation where he can average less than 10 yards a catch. That's not what we're looking for. The Bills have a complete receiver here, Davis. He's been waiting his turn in this rotation. We're confident to move on from Sanders and not look at other veterans here. So he's in a great spot to succeed. So Crowder in a little bit of limited role. You have Isaiah McKenzie. We know he's flashed with a few big plays over the year. Your fifth receiver is Khalil Shakir. I really like him. I think he could have a big role at some point coming up. Not this year. He's a very talented receiver. So rookie there that has some upside, but he's a rookie and doesn't have a lot of experience. Davis is well established now, and he got trust in a big game last year. And their depth chart rounds out at this position with Tavon Austin. He's still hanging around the league, believe it or not. The West Virginia sensation, kind of a gadget player. He's still around. And Jake Kumaro, remember him? One time, Aaron Rodgers' favorite target got mad that they moved on from him. I don't think he's that upset anymore. Kumaro now rounding out the real guys on the depth chart we're looking at for the Bills. So it lines up really well for Gabriel Davis to be highly productive. He's a good physical talent here, can do it all. Diggs going to continue to make big plays. Alan Diggs are really thick as a best friends here, so... There's that, but Davis is going to be their third amigo here. They're going to throw to him quite a bit. So this is a triplets that I'm excited for. This is their version of triplets. Uh, so with all due respect to Devin Singletary, this is a team that wants to throw the ball. And with all due respect to Dawson Knox, who's a very good tight end here and is very athletic, that has good chemistry with Allen, Davis is the source of those bigger plays. And I think Davis just profiles so much as that outside number one, except that he's playing like a number two in this offense behind Diggs. So everything lines up. Behind uh, Knox, you have more of a blocking tight end and O.J. Howard. He's your number two now. So Howard hasn't put up a lot of big numbers in the red zone or anything for the Buccaneers. He's kind of faded, so he's kind of a depth guy behind Knox at this point. So you look at Crowder being the third receiver, everything lines up beautifully for Gabriel Davis. So there is definitely wide receiver two potential. Now, would I draft him that high? Depends on your league. You have to see where you're going. If you think you can get a nice value on Gabriel Davis as a wide receiver three, definitely go for it. I think you'll get more than that from him this season. I think he can be that productive in this pass-happy offense as a key target here for Josh Allen. So as you can tell, I'm pretty excited and bullish on the Buffalo Bills. Why wouldn't you? This is an offense that's a machine, especially in the passing game. So if you're in fantasy football drafts, you want to invest as much as you can. Maybe even look for a bit of a seasonal stack here with Allen and Diggs or Allen and Davis. Might be able to get that a little bit easier than Allen and Diggs in a lot of drafts. So excited to see what they can do. Dawson Knox, don't forget about him. He has a tight end one potential. So as much as Crowder's out there, remember the rule of three here when we're looking at examining the best situations for receivers to thrive playing off each other. The Bills have that with the combination of Diggs, Davis, and Knox. So 
It all lines up really well. High volume, bunch of targets here are going to come Davis's way. And the depth chart doesn't lie. They do think highly of him, and they treated him that way as he made the transition into a bigger role during last year's playoffs. All right, there you have it. Those are the three key questions uh, that we wanted to answer. Potentially, looking at the Buffalo Bills for 2022 in fantasy football, that means uh, our next team up in this division as we continue our look at the AFC teams after we talked about all the NFC teams is going to be the Miami Dolphins. They definitely have a lot there to look into with the Tua Tagovailoa having all those new weapons in the backfield and the wide receiver core. So we'll break that down in depth for you, those three key questions facing the Dolphins here. Thanks for making Locked on Fantasy Football your first listen today. Now make your second listen to Locked on NFL Podcast. Our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and latest news from around the league because an offseason doesn't equal break in the action. For this episode of Locked on Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Don't forget, we'll be talking about the Dolphins next. And if you missed any of the shows that we broke down the NFC team, so you can catch up there on the archives here on Locked on Fantasy Football. Thanks again. Have a great day. And uh, look forward to talking about the Dolphins with you next. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. Experience the empowering feeling of the Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Get $750 cash towards the lease of our 2024 NX350 all-wheel drive. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Call 1-800-USA-LEXUS for important lease cash offer and pricing details. Restrictions apply. Not all customers will qualify. Offer available in the Lexus Eastern area in April 1st, 2024.